miserable little bag of puke. Nag, 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 nag. But unlike some people, I have a heart, goddammit. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Let me clear my throat! On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Oh, stop, stop it. Stop it. Hey, hi, how are you? Hey, who touched my ass? Good morning. We made it to Friday. Isn't that great? Aren't you happy? Aren't you proud of yourself? You made it. You made it. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, hey, I made it. This is Friday. The four days that I fucking worked and slaved and hated. They're behind me now. It is Friday. And all I got to do is I got to go in and I got to pretend like I like my job and I got to pretend like I like the people I work with. And I'm not going to come in here and fucking freak out and start smashing shit. Taking my dick out. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're not going to do those things because you're not. You're better than that. You are so much better than that. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I'm Joey. I am the fat guy, and I do love the cake. Heh. <laughs> Still trying to lose that weight. But that's, uh, you know, a little too early. Talking about that. So one of this week's rabbit holes was I got to thinking about an old job I used to have. And I thought this would make for a fantastic story. So I'd like you to just sit back, listen and enjoy as I paint the words, paint the words, as I paint the story with my mouth. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What the fuck am I saying? Okay, anyway, down the rabbit hole we go. I used to work at a pizza hut, a Red Roof Pizza Hut. And if you don't know what a Red Roof Pizza Hut is, of course I'm going to tell you. That's what I like to do. I like to keep you all up to date on things you don't know. I feel like not only am I entertaining, I'm also educating. A Red Roof Pizza Hut used to exist back in the day. I doubt there are any of them anymore. And if they are, they're just, they're probably privately owned. But it's a pizza hut and it's got a red roof. You know, goes up in the top like a, like a steeple. And it's a dine-in. It's not a delivery. It's not a drive through It's not a pickup. It's a dine-in. Okay, it, it has tables and waiters, waitresses, pizza that comes in a pan, like an actual hot motherfucking pan that they had bring to you with metal clamps so that you, so they don't burn their hand bringing it to you. Cause you're going to, you're going to actually take the little pizza cutting tool, you know, the little pie cutter looking thing. And you're going to pick your own fucking pie out of this thing, put it on your plate, pictures of root beer. Greasy pitchers of root beer and greasy red glasses full of ice. Arcade games, joysticks so greasy you can't even fucking use them. This was the shit. This was the Red Roof Pizza Hut. And we had one in the woodlands when I was in high school. I was 16. This was like maybe my, I don't know, third or fourth job by the time I was 16. And that order they go, if this piques anyone's interest. My first job ever was Baskin and Robbins, then McDonald's. I totally lied about my age to work as, at, I lied about my age to work at McDonald's, uh, because in Texas you can work if you're 14, um, but you have to get some kind of document that your parents sign off on so that you can legally work at 14. But I was 13, so I just changed the date on the document. Also, I worked at the Baskin Robbins when I was 13 uh, for uh, some Asian guy, and he paid me in cash. And I swear to you, I worked 40 hours a week, and he paid me 20 bucks. 
and I just was so happy to get twenty fucking dollars that I never even it never occurred to me that he was totally raping me in the butthole. Um, yeah. So Baskin Robbins, McDonald's, and uh, well, I guess uh, Pizza Hut was my third job. So my third job ever, waiter, Red Roof Pizza Hut, and a lot of people I knew worked there. You know, I ran with the skater crowd. We were what was called a skate rat, 80s term, that, you know, still, I'm sure it's probably used today somewhat. Tony Hawk knows what I'm talking about. Last time I saw Tony, I was like, you still, you know, people still call you skate rat? And he was like, yeah, brah. We were all the skate rats and like some of the metal heads worked at this pizza hut. And we, I think we all worked there because we all knew we could fuck around. We all knew, most of us knew we could get really stoned. And I was never like a real big marijuana user, but there was a brief time in high school where I used pot for like, say, three months. I enjoyed the hell out of it, um, but I smoked so much weed that I I just, <laughs> I felt like I was getting really dumb. And, you know, you know when you're talking, like, like, me and my friend Lloyd, he, he's who I used to get high with. And yeah, I'm going to name drop here. Lloyd's my homie. He's a... He's a pastor now in South America. No no joke. Totally reformed, beautiful, angelic, wonderful human being. Devotes all of his time and money to missioning and um, and children in foreign countries and, and aid and all that. And it's very cool. Props. And uh, But Lloyd was the one who introduced me to marijuana. And I fought him for a long time. I fought him. And uh, he... There we go. I'm getting off track again. I'll circle back to Pizza Hut. So... Lloyd picked me up for school every day, freshman year, and I was 15, almost 16, I think. He picked me up every single morning, and he got high. He always smoked a joint, every fucking day, without fail. He always tried to get me to hit that shit. And I was like, no, dude. You know, I actually, believe it or not, had some sort of, like, like instinct to obey my parents and not do drugs. It's the craziest fucking thing. So, I guess Lloyd was my gateway into deviancy. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe all his time as a missionary is to make up for what he did to me. And how bad he made me. I'm just kidding. He'll never hear this. It, I don't broadcast. It's, oh, oh my god, I do broadcast in South America. Like, half my fans are in Argentina. Eh, well, whatever. So, after... Like a whole semester of just going to school, watching Lloyd smoke a joint, and every day, right, asking me, hey, you gonna hit this? You gonna hit this? One day, I don't know. I don't know why, but I said, uh, you, know, he, you know, he takes the joint out of his cigarette pack, and he goes, I'm not even gonna ask, because I know you're not gonna smoke. And I said, you know what? I said, actually, yeah, all right. I was already a cigarette smoker, so it's not like I wasn't gonna do it right. So, uh, you know... <laughs> Took a big hit off the joint. <sighs> I waited. Nothing. Nothing. Took some more hits off it. <laughs> Dirty minutes goes by. We drive over to this place called Sundale Donuts. And we pick up some donuts and milk. I'm not high at all. So now, not only have I broken my own whatever code of ethics that I had stuck to for so long. Now I'm pissed off because I'm not getting to experience the high. I'm doing the work with zero results. So I continue to smoke pot with Lloyd every day. 
like half a semester of high school goes by every fucking day. We're every fucking day we're smoking a joint. And I look over at Lloyd, he's driving, he's got his eyes are just blood red. And he's got that stupid fucking dopey look on his face. Like, <laughs> and he's playing rap music and he's doing the gas pedal to the bass drum of whatever's on. So he's going, like, say the rap song is like, boom, t- boom, boom, boom. He's going, vroom, 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 vroom. But he's doing it while we're driving down the road. So the car's jumping like it's convulsing. You know, we're doing like five miles per hour. I, I, I don't know how we never, ever, ever, not once, were ever in trouble with the law. So after months and months of smoking marijuana with Lloyd on his monthly morning joint, the vacanza, I, I got in the car before school one day, and he breaks out the joint, lights it, and he says, and he hands it to me. He's like, do you want to smoke? And I said, yeah, what, you know, why the fuck not? It's not like anything's going to happen. <laughs> Let me tell you something, folks. Whatever hadn't been happening to me all happened at once that day. For some reason, about three months worth of smoking dope hit me like a fucking freight train that morning. And I flipped out. It didn't occur to me that I was high for a long time. Lloyd was just driving around like he always did, enjoying being stoned. And I, I was looking at myself in his, his mirror on the passenger side, and I'm looking at my face, and I feel like my lips are growing. And that's when I realized how high it was, and I started freaking out. And I said, Lloyd, dude, I said, are my lips growing? This, is, this story I'm telling you, I know this sounds so cliched. People tell fucking stories about doing drugs. Like, like yeah, man, I was so high. I was talking to Jerry Garcia. But no, people, this happened. My lips looked huge. I looked like I'd been shot full of Botox. Whether they really were or not, I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. But I, I kept pulling on them. And I said, Lloyd, man, I said, are my lips, are my lips getting bigger? And he's like, what? I said, are my, are my, <laughs> that's another thing. That's why I stopped smoking weed. When someone asks you a question and you go, uh, what? <laughs> or like you're talking, you know, like you go, so I was, <laughs> so like I was at the store, man. And, uh, and so like I went over to get the chips and, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm telling Lloyd, dude, I said, I, I can't fucking go to school. My lips are too big. Everyone's going to know that I'm fucking stoned because my lips are gigantic. And he's like, all right, man, well, we'll just go to the donut shop, man. And we skip first. We skip second. I'm still fucking stoned. And I had to go to third period because I had this major geography test. And I got to the, I guess, so we went to school. I went to geography, my favorite class ever other than history and English and I I was just so fucking stoned I couldn't tell you to this day what I wrote on the paper how the what grade I got I have no idea I know that I passed geography but it was probably because I did so well on everything but that probably brought me down to like a fucking D plus because of that stoned ass test and from that day on until the end of my freshman year I was a pot smoker so when I started working at the Red Roof Pizza Hut, I was still 
very much a pot smoker. Everyone was, including my manager, Mike. I don't know whatever happened to that cat. He was from Conroe. Big son of a bitch, you know, like of mice and men fucking size. Dumb, just, but very cool, very cool guy. I mean, not just because he let us get high while we worked, but, you know, he was cool. And we, uh, oh man, we had a Street Fighter II machine in that Red Roof Pizza Hut, and we played it all the time. We spent so much money on that son of a bitch. And we had a crane machine, a toy crane machine full of stuffed animals that we constantly played. None of us had any use for these stuffed animals. I don't know why they were so near and dear to us. You know, we weren't taking them home and stacking them on our bed. I don't know. Maybe the other guys were, but I think I just gave them to my sister or my mom or something. You know, because I'm tough. Yeah, so we were so obsessed with Street Fighter 2. And then it occurred to me one day, we had a big fucking TV in the back of Pizza Hut for training videos. That's it. It didn't do anything else. It didn't have an antenna. It didn't have cable. It was, you, you turned it on and you just had snow. So it only could play things in the VCR. And then it occurred to me, this TV has a coaxial cable and I have a Super Nintendo with Street Fighter 2. Oh my God. And then it was on, son. From then on, Street Fighter 2 was hooked up to that television and we played nonstop. We fucked that job off so, so bad. I mean, and, the, and mind you, I was very good at what I did. I never neglected my customers. If I had tables, I took care of them. But when it comes to, like, I mean, no matter how well you do your job, right? Like, think about your job right now that you have, okay? Now, imagine you not only do it as well as you do now, but say you do it, like, five times better than you do it now. You are the number one employee. They can't fucking do without you. Now, do you still think that your employer is going to let you hook up a Super Nintendo and get stoned and play when you've got downtime? <laughs> Not bloody likely, in the words of the great Jerry Seinfeld. So this thing started happening. Whenever we won a game of Street Fighter against anyone, we'd always go, ass whooping! Really loud. As soon as the final blow was done... Ass whooping, and it was it was infectious. It was like me and this cat Matt and Mike, the manager, and a bunch of other guys, and uh, we played and we yelled. We yelled a lot. We didn't play. Like I said, we didn't fuck off our job to play. We just fucked off our job to just when we had downtime. And one the one particular or that year, I guess it was a New Year. It was a New Year's Eve at the Pizza Hut, and we were going to be open until midnight, and it, it's like 10 o'clock p.m. on New Year's Eve in the Woodlands slash Shenandoah, and we have no customers, right? No fucking customers. So we're all, our, we're, we're all already just completely baked out of our minds, and oh, Pizza Hut also has beer on tap. I wasn't a drinker back then, but when you're stoned, anything tastes good. So I say to Mike, I say, you know what, man? I said, we have to work New Year's. We have to be here. You're in charge. I said, why, why don't we have beer? Why don't we drink some beer? It's flowing from the fucking wall. Why are we not drinking it? I mean, what was he going to say? No, look, you can get high and play Street Fighter and neglect the people out at your tables, but drinking the beer, that's where I draw the line. No, well, of course, he fucking started pouring beers. 
But if you've ever smoked pot, beer is a fantastic additive to getting stoned. It just, you, it's the, it's, oh, it's the bee's knees, baby. Fat guy loves cake, does not advocate drug use. So, around 10 o'clock, this, this pair of Mexican guys come in. They look like they've been probably working all day. You know, they got the dirty blue jeans and the boots. Both got buttoned up flannels on. They're just shit-faced. They're so drunk. When they come in through the door, they're kind of like arm in arm, you know, like a couple. But they're obviously holding on to each other for stability. And they walk in and where I would greet them and I would tell them, you know, like hand them menus and say, hey, let me show you to a table. And they walk in and they just kind of stare at me and I'm fucking stoned. I'm buzzing good on beer. And I don't approach them. I just look at them. We're about 12 feet apart. And they kind of stare at me. And then one of them, I mean, he, there was a red flannel and a blue flannel. And red flannel walks over to the salad bar. And he picks up a baby tomato. And he's standing still and he's holding it in front of his face. But he's looking at me in the eyes. And he's swerving a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. But he's staring at my eyes. And in my mind, I'm like... Holy fucking shit, what is this guy doing? Like, freaking the fuck out now, man. Is this really happening? Takes a bite, a little tiny bite of the baby tomato. Takes a baby bite. And then he fucking chucks it at me. I don't even move. I don't even flinch. It just, like, hits me in the chest and bounces off of me. I'm like a statue. I don't even move. Inside, I'm flipping out. And then they just leave. I'm like, okay... Rest of, so then, no customers until like 10 till midnight, of course. Fucking closing at midnight. This woman comes in with her daughter. Fine. I'm not doing anything. And I got nowhere to be. So it's not like I was a dick about it. You know, I seated him. I helped him. We got him a great meal. I'm bullshitting with her. I'm trying to talk to her. You know, doing that whole like, I'm talking. Like, words are coming out of my mouth that I'm not making happen. Because the part of my mind that's actually working is saying, God, she's got to know I'm high. She knows I'm fucking high. She's high. She's going to tell the cops. They're going to call my parents. There's going to be like a SWAT team here. They're going to search us. Whole time, whole time, like I'm serving her. I'm doing everything. You hear, ass whooping coming from the back. Way in the back. I mean, this is like from one end of the store to the other is how far the TV and my customer are. They're in a window booth facing the highway. And Mike and Matt are in the back, stoned and drunk, playing Street Fighter 2. And over and over again, you're hearing, ass whooping, ass whooping. And I'm like, why, you know, why do I care? So I keep helping this lady. I bring her a pie. I bring her drinks. You know, is there anything else I can help you with? And uh, then you hear it out, ass whooping, come really loud out of the back. And I tell her, and I'm kind of like shaking my head, bowing my head, you know. I'm like, I'm sorry. I said, listen, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm going to cut the shit and just be honest with her. I say, you know, we have a, you know, it's New Year's. We have a Nintendo in the back and it's hooked up to the TV. So we're playing games and it's just getting kind of loud because it's late and all that, you know. And she goes, oh. She goes, so I guess your manager's not here. And then you hear, ass whooping! And I go, no, no, that's 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 him right there. <laughs> but eventually a full-time uh, not-cool manager came on. I don't remember what his name was, but I remember that his last name was Bates. And everyone called him Master Bates. 
much to his chagrin, but I don't care because we just pretended like we were stupid and we were showing him respect. Like, yes, Master Bates, whatever you say, Master Bates. And he was okay, you know, but he was just like, he was one of these like uh, guys that he looked like Pizza Hut had made him in a factory, you know, like they put him together and they like plugged a USB into his butt and it downloaded the information matrix style of like all the do's and don'ts of Pizza Hut. I mean, he probably pressed his fucking little Pizza Hut shirts with an iron every day. And uh, yeah, once he came on, everybody started kind of trailing off and leaving. And then like this female manager came on and she was just such a fucking B and a C and a T and I just couldn't handle her, and she changed everything. She took the fun out of life. And so this is this is how this story ends. I had finally I had finally had enough. Even though I loved that job and I loved the money because the tips were great. And having that kind of cash when you're 15, 16 was fantastic. I finally decided, okay, she was always hovering over us, nitpicking. We knew how to do our jobs. She had already been the biggest buzzkill that anyone could possibly be. So we were just trying to enjoy our lives as model employees. And even then we couldn't. This Pizza Hut had a stereo. And in the stereo, it had a two-sided 90-minute cassette tape of pre-recorded songs that I don't know who had made. Someone. 90 minutes on one side, 90 minutes on the other of music that had been approved by Pizza Hut. Someone made a mixtape and it would play in the stereo. And, uh, and when it was over, we flip it. It was kind of cool because you knew if you, if you weren't clock watching, you knew like all the tape stopped. Oh, it's been an hour and a half. Cool. But at the same time, you can only take 180 minutes of the same music for so long before you just really want to murder. So the day before I decided I was going to officially quit Pizza Hut Red Roof in Oak Ridge slash Shenandoah slash the Woodlands, I took that cassette tape home with me the night after closing. I took it home, I put it in my stereo, which had a microphone, and from the beginning, I fast-forwarded about what I felt was like five minutes, and then I started recording, and I went, fuck you! And I stopped. I fast-forwarded like another five minutes. Eat my ass! And so on and so on with the expletives. I, I spaced, like I do one, and then I'd space it out for a long time, then I'd do a couple in quick in succession, then I'd space it out again. But um, basically, I went in the next day to open. See, I had this all planned out. I knew I had to close, and I knew I had to open. Cassette, I did my thing, came back in the morning, put the cassette in the player. I told that B to the T to the C, I said, I'm out, I quit, bye, and I hit play. And... Jefferson, I mean, and Star, whatever that fucking band's name is that plays We Built This City on Rock and Roll, you know, We Built This City, starts playing. We Built This City on Rock and Roll. People are coming in, they're getting seated. I leave. I get in my car, I drive off. I don't know how it played out. I wasn't friends with anyone there anymore. I don't care. What I do know is that at some point, a bunch of people were having pizza and listening to Jefferson Starship or whatever the fucking name of that band is. Chatting, talking, enjoying themselves, having a great time. 
at some point, at a much higher volume, I went, Fuck you! And then it went back to, We bet the city on rock and roll. Well. Eat my shit. <laughs> so that is the Pizza Hut story. That Mike guy was so funny, man. He used to get so fucking stoned, and he could never win on those animal crane machines. And he took the Pizza Hut has these pizza slicers. They are fucking huge, man. You know, they're like two-handed metal slicers. And, uh, you know, like half a circle. Real sharp blades. And he couldn't win those stuffed animals, so he'd take that blade and he'd jam it in the side of the machine and he'd pry that motherfucker open enough to get his hand in there and start stealing those stuffed animals out of it. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. Wow, I think I'm actually out of things to talk about. Can you believe that, me? Uh, I guess the rabbit hole does have an ending sometimes. So I hope everybody's having a great week. And when I say that, I really mean that. I'm not just saying that. Like, I hate hate. I know that I can be a grumpy asshole and bitch and complain, but it's part of my charm. I like to hear that people are doing well. I like when there's nothing in the news. But there always is. There's a guy pretending to be disabled because he wants his diaper changed. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a that's a that's a real thing that I read about today. So, remember, tell your friends, fat guy loves cake. Tell them about the show, please. So, fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. Send me messages. I know people are listening to the show. I can see the statistics. Sir, sir, I know you motherfuckers are out there. Send me an email. Don't make me grovel. It's very unbecoming. Everybody, please have a great week. We made it. We made it to Friday. I really feel that 2022 is going to be a really kick-ass year. I feel it. I, I just, I think that, you know, everyone always goes, oh my God, this year can't be any worse. And then when the year's over, they're like, oh, we said that about the last year. No, we've got to stop thinking like that and start saying no. This is going to be a good year, and it is, okay? Look at yourself. Look at yourself right now. Take a good, long look. You're beautiful. You are a beautiful human being, and if you weren't here, people would miss you. I'd miss you. There are people all around that care about what happens to you, and I'm one of them. You look at yourself in that mirror and you say, I am special. I listen to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am hip. I'm with it. I'm, I'm cooler than pretty much anyone. There are so many people that don't know about this show. And when it gets big, I'm going to be able to say that I was one of the people that first listened to it. I knew Joey before he was super famous and dating Ryan Seacrest. Fat Guy Loves Cake at Yahoo.com on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. I hope you check it out. Subscribe, click it, friend it, whatever, spread it around. Uh, you know, whatever. See you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Monster Getty. Did you capture it? Or just let it slip? Yo. It's Paul Spaghetti, knees weak, arms spaghetti There's vomit on his sweater spaghetti Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface He looks calm spaghetti, to drop bombs But he keeps on spaghetti What he wrote down, the whole crowd goes spaghetti He opens his mouth, but spaghetti won't come out He's choking how, everybody's choking now Spaghetti's run out, time's up, over, blah Snap back to spaghetti, oh, there goes spaghetti Oh, there goes spaghetti, wow. He's so mad, but he won't give up spaghetti no, he won't have it. He
be so stacked that he knows when he goes back to his mom's spaghetti. That's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old spaghetti better go capture spaghetti and hope it don't pass. It's ready. You better never let it go. You only get one spaghetti. Do not miss your chance to blow. Cause spaghetti comes once in a lifetime. You better lose it's now. Your mom's spaghetti. It's ready. You better never let it go. You only get one spaghetti. Do not miss your chance to blow. Cause spaghetti comes once in a lifetime. You better the soul's escaping through this hole that is gaping. Mom's spaghetti's mine for the taking. Make me spaghetti as we move toward a new world order. I know I'm Ha 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 ha!